Safety first. Caring for patients undergoing epidural block placement. By Celeste M. Porter. Regional anesthesia is the administration of an anesthetic to a specific part of the body to reduce sensation. Practitioners should include regional anesthesia techniques, for example, epidural and peripheral nerve blocks, single injection blocks, continuous injections via catheter. In a multimodal postoperative pain management plan, because the techniques can provide sufficient pain relief and lessen the need for the administration of opioids, which can cause side effects, for example, respiratory depression, constipation. Regional anesthesia techniques can be effective during orthopedic procedures on extremities, as well as gynecologic and genitourinary procedures. Regional anesthesia alone does not reduce a patient's post-anesthesia care unit length of stay. However, when coupled with general anesthesia, patients' post-anesthesia care unit lengths of stay can be shorter. Anesthesia professionals place epidural blocks by inserting a needle into the epidural space near the spinal nerve roots associated with the surgical site. They then inject an analgesic, for example, local anesthetic, directly through the needle, or thread a catheter through the needle and administer the analgesic through the catheter. Perioperative nurses should know how to care for patients who undergo epidural block placement and identify any complications that may arise. This article provides an overview of safety issues associated with epidural block placement and offers strategies for mitigation of those. Causes of safety concerns associated with epidural block placement. The Universal Protocol for Preventing Wrong Site, Wrong Procedure, and Wrong Person Surgery is included in the Joint Commission's National Patient Safety Goals and is applicable to epidural block placement. As with any operative or other invasive procedure, patients undergoing epidural block placement are at risk for a wrong side event. Study results show that lack of compliance with the universal protocol can contribute to wrong side and wrong level block placements, and some patients can identify inaccurate block placement during their procedure. Results of a systematic literature review show that of 127 mentions of contributing factors for wrong side block, the top five were time pressures, n equals 15, personnel factors, n equals 12, mark not visible, n equals 11, inadequate communication, n equals 10, and distractions, including delays, n equals 9. Additional contributing factors include patient repositioning, anatomic factors, the distance between the block and the surgical site, no site marking protocol, lack of a timeout, schedule changes, consent issues, and lack of an effective facility safety culture. The patient's position during epidural block placement can affect its success. Patients may experience pain, fear, and anxiety during block placement. As a result, they may be unable to tolerate the required position for the amount of time necessary for the anesthesia professional to place a block successfully. Team members' non-technical skills, a subset of human factors, such as those associated with interpersonal communication and situational awareness, 
may affect patient safety during placement of epidural blocks. For example, an awareness of the patient's emotional status or physical limitations may justify a decision to stop attempting block placement or reposition the patient. Healthcare workers may sustain injuries when providing support to patients to maintain an appropriate position during block placement. These injuries may be associated with a lack of knowledge about proper patient positioning for block placement and fatigue from standing in a static position for the required length of time. Patients also are at risk for injuries after regional anesthetics and may fall because of quadriceps weakness. The motor and sensory deficits associated with a regional block may contribute to the patient's instability. Local anesthetic systemic toxicity, last, is a rare and potentially life-threatening, quote, toxic reaction that occurs when the threshold blood levels of a local anesthetic are exceeded by an inadvertent intravascular injection or slow systemic absorption of a large extravascular volume of local anesthetic, end quote, that can occur during or after epidural block placement. Signs and symptoms of LAST can vary and may involve the central nervous or cardiovascular systems in the form of seizures or dysrhythmias and hypotension. In some situations, the patient may not require resuscitative effort, but may experience a variety of symptoms, such as a metallic taste in the mouth and perioral numbness. Strategies to Consider When preparing for placement of an epidural block, the involved team members, for example, anesthesia professional, perioperative RN, anesthesia technician, should discuss the planned procedure to ensure proper preparation. They should address the patient's consent, the planned site, procedural steps, patient positioning, and possible side effects and complications. In addition, the team members should proactively decide who will remain with a patient while they are on the OR bed. Perioperative nurses should collaborate with the anesthesia professional to position the patient according to the patient's characteristics for example, body mass index, any physical limitations, and the anesthesia professional's preference. The three positioning options for epidural block placement involve the patient sitting on the 1. Side of the OR bed with the hips and knees flexed and the feet resting on a stool. That is traditional. 2. OR bed with the legs fully extended. That is hamstring stretch. Or three, OR bed and hugging the knees to the chest, that is, squatting. For all three options, the perioperative RN, or other designated staff member, should remain at the patient's bedside during the procedure and facilitate maintenance of the position. They may need to hold the patient's shoulders to maintain a rounded back and enable access to the epidural space and encourage the patient to tuck their chin to their chest. Patients may place their arms on a padded stand or hug a pillow to their chest when the traditional option is used. Before beginning an epidural block placement, the team members should complete all required aspects of the universal protocol, including pre-procedure patient identification and a timeout. The Joint Commission does not require site marking when the licensed practitioner placing the block does not leave the patient after making the decision to perform the procedure.
it may be helpful for organization leaders to clarify who is responsible for marking the nerve block site and when, relative to the marking of the surgical site. Perioperative RNs can collaborate with anesthesia professionals to adapt a safe surgery checklist to address the needs of patients undergoing an epidural block and promote timeout compliance. In addition to site marking, the checklist can address preoperative verification of the nerve block site through reconciliation of source documents. For example, history and physical examination report, patient understanding, consents, and the timeout process with a standardized site verification process. Additional strategies to prevent a wrong side block include confirming the steps to take when circumstances change and facilitating a culture of safety by 1. Controlling the environment 2. Providing just-in-time information and reminders 3. Engaging leader support 4. Fostering engagement and empowerment 5. Providing interdisciplinary team training and 6. Monitoring and auditing When perioperative nurses identify signs or symptoms of last during an epidural block placement, they should notify the anesthesia professional and call for help. Administration of the local anesthetic, that is, single injection, continuous infusion, should be terminated. The nurse should be prepared to maintain the patient's airway, administer 100% oxygen, establish or assist with IV access, and assist with administration of 20% lipid emulsion therapy. Takeaways for perioperative nurses The perioperative environment is fast-paced and requires effective collaboration among team members. Perioperative nurses should promote compliance with the standardized timeout process before regional block anesthesia. They should minimize distractions and establish a quiet room before the beginning of the timeout, include the patient in the timeout when possible, for example, patient and site identification, involve immediate members of the procedure team in the timeout, and clearly view and verbalize the nerve block site. Perioperative nurses should anticipate the needs of the patient undergoing an epidural block placement. They should assess the patient before the procedure to identify any positioning concerns and provide them with information on what to expect during the block placement. They should obtain any required positioning aids, for example, blankets, pillows, that will be needed to support the patient upon their arrival to the operating or procedure room. When indicated, perioperative nurses should request additional personnel to position the patient safely and prevent injuries. Although the risk of patients developing last is low, Perioperative team members should be prepared to initiate adequate and timely interventions for clinical emergencies. See Figure 1. To monitor and provide care for patients effectively during an epidural block placement, perioperative nurses should understand the pharmacology associated with the medications used, recognize the signs and symptoms of LAST, and respond to adverse events according to their facility's policies and procedures. Takeaways for perioperative nurse leaders and educators. Perioperative leaders and educators should promote a culture of safety that supports buy-in, engagement, participation, 
and compliance with the standardized timeout process. They should empower perioperative teams to adhere to safety checklists and consider placing timeout reminder posters in the operating or procedure room, provide team-based education activities to stimulate interaction, and use simulation activities to facilitate team member understanding of individual roles when using a safety checklist. Perioperative educators should provide initial and ongoing comprehensive education on the pharmacology of local anesthetics and adverse reactions, for example, recognizing and responding to last symptoms, team communication, and proper patient positioning for perioperative nurses who care for patients undergoing epidural block placement. Perioperative leaders should verify the nurse's competency associated with these concepts. Through effective education and competency verification activities, perioperative leaders and educators should be able to assist perioperative nurses with providing safe care for patients undergoing epidural block placement.